0: Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X, or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53, or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
0: Here we are on a Wednesday morning. It's time to start getting the chores done. We're going to be going over. We're going to talk some eggs. Pam caught up with uh, Dick, or excuse me, Nick Lewandowski, and he's knows all about eggs and poultry production, and and why the prices are up so high in the store. I always look out in my chicken house, and I think I've got some little pieces of gold out there. Because my chickens actually have started uh, laying a little bit better, and I'm kind of happy with that. I'm sure it's partly to do with the 30-degree weather, but they seem pretty happy right now. We're going to be talking about uh, more grants that are being handed out by the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. We're going to talk soybean production, hay production, and the Wisconsin Farmers Union donated pork. We'll hear more about that when we get to our news. I've got a lot of chores to do, a lot of stuff to get done this morning. Um, on my run in this morning, I was happy to be able to finally set my cruise on the interstate. I don't think I've set my cruise in a long time because I just don't run it that way in the wintertime unless I've got totally clear roads. And the interstate was nicely cleared this morning, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Well, hear more about our weather. Uh, today, we're our high, right now in Eau Claire, we're at 32 and partly cloudy. And today, we're, our high is 32 and cloudy. So, we're not going to see a lot of movement on our temperature. Tonight, 27. Tomorrow, 31. Snow and breezy, at least in the morning. I think it's supposed to start. I was looking at the weather maps, and it looks like it's going to start in the central region and come our way. So, we're going to get hit with some snow at least They said it'll be snow instead of snow and rain and ice and all the good stuff, not good stuff that we've been getting lately. Tomorrow night, low of 20. Friday, 24, cloudy. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 27 and partial sun. And Tuesday, 25 and partial sun. I'm looking forward to seeing some of that sunshine again um, here. And uh, we better get some more of these chores done at Wax 104.5. Let's get at it.
2: Keep it at Rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Here we are at 5 o'clock, trying to keep my ducks in a row and keep things going. And it's time to hear from our national news at Wax 104.5.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell is asking the Department of Justice to treat President Biden and former President Trump equally. The call comes as the DOJ is looking into the possession of classified documents at both Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort and at Biden's Washington office and home in Delaware. On Tuesday, McConnell warned federal investigators to apply the same standards to both cases and applauded Attorney General Merrick Garland's decision to make two special counsels to look into the incidents. The White House is staying tight-lipped on the classified documents recently found in an office and residence of President Biden. I'm just going to continue to be prudent here. I'm going to let that process continue under the special counsel. Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre refused to give any more information on the controversy and referred reporters to the White House Counsel's Office and the Department of Justice. Jean-Pierre emphasized, however, the administration is fully cooperating with the investigation into Biden's handling of classified material from his time as vice president. The House GOP Steering Committee is recommending controversial New York Congressman George Santos receive two committee assignments. Brian Shook explains. The embattled state rep is facing growing pressure to resign from both Democrats and Republicans over his admitted lies about his education, work history, finances, and heritage. Despite the calls for his resignation, the House recommended Santos sit on the House Small Business Committee and the House Science, Space, and Technology Committee. The decision still needs to be approved by the full House Republican Conference. I'm Brian Shook. And the man accused of killing 23 people in a mass shooting at an El Paso Walmart in 2019 will not face the death penalty in his federal trial. The U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Texas says they will not seek to execute Patrick Crucius, who faces charges including 22 counts of hate crime resulting in death. The federal trial is scheduled to begin on January the 8th of next year. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
2: Report.
0: Justin Moore with a woman you love. And we're going to take a look at our temperatures around the area. Here in Eau Claire, 32, partly cloudy. Medford, 29. Rice Lake and Wausau, 31 and cloudy. Green Bay, 33. Marshfield, 31 and cloudy. La Crosse and Madison, both 34 and cloudy. Milwaukee, 37 and cloudy. And today, our weather is supposed to be, our high is 32, and we're sitting at 32 right now. So I'd say we're not going to get much movement in our temperature today. It's time to not next. We'll have our market.
2: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And it's time to get to our first round of markets. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Our cash livestock, choice fed beef steers are 144 to 160 with mixed at 105 to 143 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 144 to 161 with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 43 and a half. Our choice fed Holstein steers are 128 to 136 and a half with select and silage fed steers 86 to 126 and a half. Cows are 63 to 92. Bulls are 73 to 95. Butcher hogs are 49.5 49 and a half to 66 with sows at 40 and a half to 42 and a half. Boars are 17 to 31. Shorn market lambs are 132 to 137 and no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are one fifty to two fifty. Ewes are sixty five to ninety. Small goats are twenty two and a half to one hundred ninety dollars. Medium goats are one hundred five to two hundred twenty five dollars. Large goats are one hundred seventy to three hundred forty dollars. And nanny goats are forty to two hundred forty dollars. Swinging on over to our futures markets our live cattle futures for february 157 down 72 and a half cents april 16010 down 80 cents june 15680 down 27 and a half cents and august 15705 down 35 cents and our feeder cattle futures january 17965 down a dollar 60 march One eighty-one thirty down a dollar fifty-seven and a half. April one eighty-five eighty-seven and a half down a dollar seventeen and a half. And May one ninety-fifteen down ninety-two and a half cents. And that market is trending downward as is our live cattle futures and our lean hog carcasses. February seventy-eight forty-five down twenty cents. April eighty eight twelve and a half down eighty or up eighty five cents, May ninety six forty five up a dollar thirty and June one hundred five thirty seven and a half up a dollar fifty, so that market is go, goes down a little bit and then it's heading back up. So let's swing on over to our Chicago Board of Trade, and I drove by the gas station and the gas prices are up again. So crude oil is up. 52 cents to $80.38 a barrel. And our corn will swing on over to the markets that I always read. So corn, that one is trending upward. And our March corn price is six eighty six up a penny and a half. Oats, three sixty-nine, down two and a half cents. Soybeans trending upward, and that's sitting at 1547, up seven cents. And our soybean meal four hundred eighty four dollars a ton up three dollars a ton and wheat for March eight dollars sixty cents up four cents and our dairy markets barrels 171 and three quarters up a penny 40 pound blocks 202 and three quarters up two and three quarters grade AA butter 241 and three quarters down three quarters and our class three milk futures January 1948 up two cents February 1854 down a nickel. March down 11 cents to 1818. April 1856 up two penny up two cents. And May 1894 down a penny. And that one is trending downward through the end of the year. It's not a lot. It's a penny or two, but it's still trending downward. We've got some more chores to get to, and we'll be hearing from Brad Matson from Provision Partners. It's Wednesday morning, and it's time for our ProVision Partners update. I've got Brad Matson, lead agronomist at ProVision Partners. Things are changing all the time in the agronomy field, and you got to take part in some training just recently down at the Ag Classic in Madison. What kind of topics did you cover?
1: Yeah, Joe, you know, uh... Part of being a certified crop advisor, we have to, our, our agronomists have to have 40 hours of training every two years uh, to keep us up to date on all facets of, of agronomy, not just crop production, but nutrient management from water quality, all those types of things. So we were down in Madison getting a bunch of training uh, this week, and it's kind of interesting to see what kind of topics and how well the topics are, are attended. Probably the biggest one is uh, weed control this year that I saw down there. The the buzzword is still water hemp, Palmer amaranth. But we're seeing some uh, new weeds that are starting to. A lot of people are having more concerns about that are popping back up that we haven't seen. Water, I like velvet leaf, giant ragweed is uh, becoming a bigger and bigger problem, along with pigweed and those types of things. So a lot of time spent on understanding those weed problems and, and chemical uh control methods and mechanical control methods to help manage those uh weed problems and uh the water hemp is is definitely a big problem in our trade territory and getting worse and worse every year. Other big topic again was uh use of fungicides. That's grown exponentially. We're probably using it mostly in soybeans, but we're getting more and more in corn. We're seeing more disease pressures the tar spots. Um, that's causing more and more people to be using fungicides. So there's a lot of when, and the timing is crucial on that, and products, those types of things. So that was very, very hot topic. A lot of topics on regulation, so nutrient management planning, and water quality factors with KFOs and those types of things. So a lot more enforcement, a lot more stringent rules coming down the pipeline that we're going to have to manage for our customers and others out there in our agronomy world in Wisconsin. So those are probably some of the biggest highlights that that I sat in on over those two days of training.
0: So along with those topics and learning some more, do they really give you advice on handling the herbicides to control the weeds and, you know, double spraying or timing and stuff like that?
1: So most of the presenters are university presenters, and they were from... Uh, all over the country, from Purdue, from Kansas, from wherever, and we even have some from Canada. So the researchers would give out their uh, uh, what research they did on those types of things and what kind of uh, results they were seeing from those treatments, like exactly what you said, you know, this chemical versus that chemical, this timing versus that timing, and it, and it allows our agronomists to do a better job uh, to help our customers so when we recommend something we have got a pretty good assurance that it's it should work as is but mother nature always throws a monkey wrench in it and that's what makes us a such a challenging business
0: and that's our Provision vision partners update for this wednesday morning with brad mattson lead agronomist and i'm jill welke
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And I'm going to throw a little farm news in here. Last week, the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection announced nine projects that have been selected to receive export expansion grants. Through the Wisconsin Initiatives for Agriculture Exports, More than $1.2 million has been granted for projects to grow dairy, meat, and crop exports since the program started in 2021. Round two grant recipients include Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, $90,000. Beef Council of Wisconsin, $50,000. World Dairy Expo, $100,000. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and Wisconsin Cheap. Cheesemakers Association, $100 each. Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association, $49,950. Center for Dairy Research, $43,980. UW-Madison, $49,719. And UW-River Falls, $100,000. Wisconsin soybean production for 2022 was estimated at 116 million bushels, up 2% from last year. According to USDA's crop production report, Wisconsin soybean crop yielded 54 bushels per acre with harvested acres of 2.15 million, up 80,000 acres from last year. Nationally, soybean production totaled 4.28 billion bushels, down 4% from 2021 with an average yield of 49.5 bushels per acre. That's down 2.2 bushels from last year. Harvested area was up slightly from 2021 to 86.3 million acres. And that's a little look at our farm news, and we're going to be heading out down to Madison and hearing about eggs.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
4: I've been getting emails, phone calls, people stopping me in the store to ask more about why eggs are still so expensive. Fabulous farm BPM Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I had a chance to visit with Nick Lewandowski. He's president of the Wisconsin Poultry Growers Association. He also owns and operates Sunnyside Hatchery just outside of Beaver Dam. It's a busy time of the year for Nick. He right now is coordinating chick deliveries that are going to be happening in early 2023. But instead, we focus in on what's still driving prices higher at the grocery store for eggs. And Lewandowski says it all kind of starts with avian influenza.
5: Well, you know, it's uh, becoming more of the normal versus the exception, that's for sure. Um, You know, uh, with this hitting back in 2015 and now being, uh, you know, on the landscape, certainly for, you know, going on almost a year now, um, you know, a lot of the commercial and backyard producers in the state, uh, you know, understand the um, seriousness of the, the threat at our, you know, on our doorstep here. You know, unfortunately, you know, Wisconsin lies right in the middle of a couple different flyways for migrating waterfall and birds of prey, and with that, you know, they're carrying the this wild-type avian influenza. So, um, you know, producers are just uh, remaining diligent, and not just producers, not just the, the people that own the birds, but also like... Um, you know, the folks that are, hand, you know, dealing with uh, chicken equipment and hauling manure and hauling feed, you know, everybody's got to uh, make sure they're doing their part so they're not uh, taking this from from one facility to the next or from, you know, one backyard into a commercial operation or from, a, you know, from one farm on the wheels of a feed truck into another farm. Right. So, you know, everybody's, uh, um, I think has done a good job of doing their part to, you know, kind of um, prevent it from them being the carriers. Uh, but this might become, unfortunately, uh, kind of a, a normal uh, thing that we deal with seasonally, right. especially um, with um, more and more, you know, throughout the the bird migration, now with birds heading south, um, you know, we we've, we've, they're still detecting it in wild populations. But no, knock on wood, it's been a few weeks since we've had any detections here in backyard and commercial facilities in Wisconsin, and hopefully we can uh, keep that streak going.
4: Now, as you probably heard when I introduced Nick, he is owner and operator of Sunnyside Hatchery. Now, obviously, this means he is the man you turn to when you're looking for chicks in the spring of 2023. So, Nick, help people understand what you're doing at this time in December. What is... Uh, taking up all your time, give us a little sense of how momentum is building for you going into twenty twenty three.
5: Sure. Well, you know, as a as a hatchery here, <clears throat> we do hatch out chickens fifty two weeks of the year uh, here in Beaver Dam. Um, there is a type of bird that we provide to uh, growers of. Um, uh, who specialize in, uh, like, many ethnic markets and Asian markets. Uh, it's a, it's a black-feathered, darker-skinned bird that we, uh, we hatch out um, uh, you know, a fair volume of those weekly, every year, uh, excuse me, every week of the year. Um, but we also have our seasonal uh, birds that we're, we're keeping, uh, you know, we're, we're gearing up for because, uh, yes, yeah, spring will be here before we know it. And uh, right now, um, you know, we're spending, last week I spent a fair amount of time uh, transporting our breeding chickens uh, as ready-to-lay pullets and, uh, and the younger cockerels from our growing units, our, our pullet growing areas, to our actual breeder locations a couple hours south of, of where they're growing. So we've got those spread out among several farms now, and uh, hopefully in a couple of months we'll start getting settable eggs for those. And if all goes well, those will be uh, patching out around the first of March. So that's keeping us busy, and we're also, you know, working on, you know, tying up some loose ends on our pricing and uh, and our brochure for next year, and and you know, getting uh, getting our, our dealership network, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting our information packets ready for them so we can roll with them around the first of the year.
4: You know, we really started touching base with Nick on a fairly regular basis during the pandemic. When all of a sudden everybody wanted to have birds, what's the gauge for me? The sentiment, the interest on chicks or birds in 2023, Nick?
5: Well, uh, we're we're getting inquiries already. You know, for when uh, when our first broiler chicks will be available, and when um, some of our more specialty type uh, uh, dual purpose heritage and and our commercial laying birds will be ready um you know which all are set to kind of hit the ground running in march so um so you know i would say it's been pretty strong um i think as long as uh the egg price remains where it's at or you know continues to be stronger than where you know what customers have seen um Historically, for egg prices, and, and then also for turkey and, and chicken meat, I think there will be uh, a, a lot of interest for people to either raise their own, or for um, you know people to be raising for um, you know customers and for neighbors and stuff. That's uh, that's a real growing part of our business. We've got a lot of you wouldn't believe how many people started off with you know raising twenty five, say twenty five broilers three years ago. You know, for themselves and maybe a neighbor or a brother or sister or something. And uh, you know, the next year that twenty-five turned into fifty, and then fifty turned into a hundred. And now, you know, they're getting multiple orders of a hundred. And you know, they become, uh, you know, they're, they're they're they become the source of, of of chicken meat or or you know, farm-raised eggs for their entire neighborhood or for a farmer's market or a, a CSA. So it's really gained a lot of momentum. So yeah, things are things are pretty solid.
4: You know and the other reason why I visit with Nick is uh, just about the the time that he thinks everything's in place for uh stress-free season mother nature gets involved help people understand I don't can't remember if it was last year Nick or 2 years ago when there was just a terrible ice storm Texas with, was without heat and uh it really translated into difficult shipping problems for you correct
5: Yeah well actually we we avoided that issue because Um, it happened, it happened to happen, uh, towards the end of February, like two weeks before we, um, before we really, uh, saw our business pick up and, and we're just, um, we're shipping locally to Wisconsin, all over Wisconsin, a little bit into Michigan and, uh, like the Dakotas and all over Minnesota portions of Iowa, Illinois. So pretty much the upper Midwest uh a couple of years ago though basically from like southern illinois all the way down to you know like uh south of missouri and then um through, through texas and a lot of southwest and southeast there was a, a two-week uh issue where they dealt with uh low temperatures and 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 snow and sleet and, and ice that they'd never you know dealt with before so it it put a lot of the hatcheries, a lot of my competition, uh, in a real bind because, uh, you know, there's a whole swath of the of the United States which birds were unable to be moved through for almost two weeks. Mm-hmm. So while we didn't necessarily uh, deal with that with our customers, we certainly picked up a lot of new customers who all of a sudden couldn't get their birds Um, especially guys in, you know, in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, who are getting their birds birds elsewhere, you know, all of a sudden we're showing up on their radar as an Mm -hmm. option. Um, And it it kind of benefited us, which, um, you know, we'll take that business.
4: (laughs) Well, and people don't necessarily always realize a lot of chicks are still uh, safely transported via the United States Postal Service.
5: Yeah, so the, the option, uh, we use, uh, the USPS, uh, and they've been a, a pretty reliable option for getting our birds from, from A to A to A to B. And we also utilize the more of a local courier, uh, type delivery service in Speedy. So, you know, customers in Wisconsin and Minnesota, uh, most of Iowa and Northern Illinois, you know, we're able to, um, get those birds there next day as well. And I can't say enough for our, um, our network of dealers that we have, mainly in Wisconsin, a little bit in Illinois, a little bit in Minnesota um, and Upper Michigan. But we run uh, from the middle of March through the middle of August. We run uh, delivery routes uh, three days a week uh, through those uh, through those areas, and nothing beats uh, you know, birds showing up on a delivery truck. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go through multiple you know points where they're handed off and reloaded. Uh, you know, they go from our hatchery into one of our vans, right to you know, in in most cases, uh, in, uh, you know, a feed store, an individual that's uh, then you know has those birds picked up at their location.
0: And that's some great information. I know I get chickens in every year. I get some meat birds and I get some layers in every year, and they come on the on the feed truck to the store. And boy, I've had some good results. But we better get back to our chores here. And we're going to be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock up next.
2: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And lucky us, Rocky from Premier Livestock called in, said he had just a little dusting of snow. I said, ours is coming later.
6: Yep, hopefully not too much. Hopefully they're predicting that wrong.
0: Well, I kind of hope so, but, you know, it would be all right to freshen things up a little bit, too.
6: Yeah, might uh, help some of that ice if we get a fresh layer of snow on it, actually.
0: Yep. What happened with our markets there yesterday?
6: Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We sold 900 head of feeder cattle. Uh, we had 135 bred beef cows. Feeder cattle sold on a strong market. Most of the new crop beef calves sold mostly 150 to 210. Heavier yearlings from 130 to 185. Holstein steers most weights, most classes from a dollar all the way up to a dollar sixty-three. Bred beef cows sold mostly from 950 to 1500. We did top on the bred cows at seven. Beef breeding bulls up to 1750 uh, Feeder cattle auction is held every Tuesday, but next special will be February 7th. Today, Wednesday, uh, we got a large hay auction, lots of hay, lots of bedding. That's going to get underway at 9.30 this morning. Then 11 o'clock a.m., we sell our dairy cattle auction. We're expecting 250-headed dairy cattle auction. Features 125 parlor-free stall cows, lots of fancy young 2-year-olds. We do have a complete dispersal of 75 Holstein ties stall cows and has some exceptional quality spring and heifers we also have a full detailed list of all these consignments on our website at premier livestock and auctions.com questions call us 715-229-2500 don't forget coming up large machinery auction March 24th Uh, call in your consignments very important to get them on the advertising list we'll be getting some of them posted up here shortly and if you do get your items consigned early and you call us ahead uh, ask us about our reduced commission rates so that is the
0: Way it shaped up, Jill. Yep, it sounds like you're still staying busy over there. Pretty nice yep, to have. Yep. Pretty nice to have the 30 degree weather to bring those cows in, isn't
6: it? Yeah, no doubt. We keep her under freezing. We'll be uh, we'll be happy.
0: All right. Well, you have a great day.
6: You too. Thank you.
0: And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We need to uh, get into our weather here shortly, but we've got a little bit more chores to do. The
2: crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we've got Mike Dandria on the line, ready to give our weather out, sponsored by Christensen Sales.
7: Morning Jill, how we doing?
0: Pretty good. How about you?
7: Oh, I'm staying busy. That's uh, <laughs> that's the only way to put it today.
0: <laughs> I would say.
7: But uh, yeah, busy because while today will be more or less the calm before the storm, we are tracking a winter storm heading our way later on this evening and uh, through the overnight. So cloudy and low 30s for today and not really much of a wind, but tonight... Right around 9 o'clock to about midnight, that's where we can expect to see the snow start. And our lows will dip to around the upper 20s. So that'll make for this very wet and heavy snow, much like we saw about halfway through December. And we may even have some fog to go along with this for your Thursday morning commute. So that is going to lead to uh, some very tricky travel going into tomorrow morning. As far as how much we can expect by the time this is all said and done going into tomorrow afternoon... We could have anywhere in the neighborhood from 4 to 7 inches and uh, some isolated higher amounts uh, as well. Now going into tomorrow evening, we'll have a mainly cloudy sky staying rather quiet as well. Lows dipping to the upper teens and we'll have more seasonal temperatures to take us into the first half of the weekend. Still hanging out in the cloud cover and really just kind of a gloomy stretch of days with mostly cloudy skies and some upper 20s to take us into the start of next week. And then towards the middle to the end of next week, that's where we'll start to see more January-like temperatures and, well, possibly slightly below average as well. So while it's been very mild, well, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case towards the second half of the month. But right now, overcast and a temperature of 33 degrees No Claire.
0: It was awfully nice to run up on roads that
7: were uh, dry this morning, though. Right, yeah. Now, going into tonight, when we have that wet and heavy snow, it'll be more slushy on some of those untreated side roads. And uh, I did forget to mention we do have that winter storm warning that goes into effect late tonight and remains into effect through tomorrow afternoon as well.
0: So we'll just have to watch our roads and take our time. Absolutely. That's all you can do, Jill. Absolutely. Well, you have a great day. You as well. Thank you. And that was Mike Dandrea from TV13. We need to get some more chores done before we hear from Morgan.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
8: Report.
0: And it's that time of the morning. Morgan is in the house. Let's hear what she has for news. Good morning, Morgan.
8: Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Probation for prostitution starts us off. A woman accused of running a home of prostitution out of an Eau Claire massage parlor won't be spending any time behind bars. A judge yesterday sentenced Zhang Mei Greer to two years probation as police arrested Greer in 2019 after they say her employees at Angel Massage and Lucky Massage parlors were performing sex acts for money. Greer pleaded no contest in the case. We go to the courts where a jury is listening to the case against a former Badger football player charged with killing two women in Janesville more than two years ago. Prosecutors started their case against 36-year-old Marcus randall L yesterday as he's facing life in prison if convicted. Police say he shot two women in February of 2020 and then took off for Chicago. randall L was a receiver for the Badgers between 2004 and 07. As we look to other headlines across the state, we have an update on that officer involved shooting in Kenosha County as investigators say the man who was shot did die at the hospital yesterday. Now the state DOJ says the man sped away from police, first in Racine County, then Kenosha County. The sheriff... Kenosha County said that the suspect pointed a gun at deputies who then shot the man. No deputies injured in that shooting. The investigation continues. Well, some uh, headlines will bring us closer to our area. When you go behind the voting curtain in April, what will be on that ballot? Here in Eau Claire, you'll see a question about changing the state's abortion law. County board last night approved a non-binding referendum on Wisconsin's 1849 abortion law. Now, voters, you wouldn't change anything with the vote. That question is an advisory only. As you can imagine, ahead of that ballot, it's back and forth at the Capitol level you'll almost certainly see a question about bail reform and welfare to work. Here at the state level on that issue involves 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster.
7: Republicans in the Wisconsin Senate yesterday approved a proposed constitutional amendment that'll change how bail works in the state. They also okayed an advisory question that asked if people on welfare should have to work to keep their benefits. The Senate ignored Governor Evers' request to add a referendum on abortion to the spring ballot. Democrats accused Republicans of playing political games. I'm John DeMaster.
8: And it's Miller time, or at least it will be again. Get ready for a new Miller Lite Super Bowl ad. Molson Coors, which owns Miller Lite, said they're going to kick off again back to the Super Bowl ad game after a 30-year hiatus. Anheuser-Busch has been the exclusive Super Bowl beer sponsor, but uh, they declined to renew that contract. So no word just how that Miller Lite Super Bowl ad will look, but it's sure to probably leak here or be at least on tap in the next few weeks. And we take a trip around the globe where the oldest person in the world a french nun has now passed away 118 years on earth lucille rondon who
3: took the name sister andre when she joined a catholic charitable order passed away peacefully in her retirement home on tuesday she was born on february 11th in 1904 lived through both world wars the spanish flu and the covid 19 pandemics and saw 10 different popes presiding over the catholic church in her lifetime Sister Andre was not only the world's oldest person, but the oldest nun to have ever lived and received a handwritten letter from French President Macron on her last birthday celebrating her life. I'm Mark Mayfield.
8: And back across the pond to America's Dairyland, we head back to the barn with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
2: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And I have one more story here that I thought was pretty interesting. The Wisconsin Farmers Union donates pork to Second Harvest Food Bank. On Monday, 35,000 pounds of pork was delivered to Second Harvest Food Bank in Madison by the Wisconsin Farmers Union in partnership with Farmers Union Enterprises. The donation is part of a five state giving spree of 180,000 pounds of pork to food banks in Minnesota, Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Redwood Farms of Estherville, Iowa, harvested the pork used for the generous donation. Getting that food out there, making a difference. We're going to do some more chores, and then we're going to be moving into our markets.
2: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's quarter to six, 32 degrees out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity El Tuna.
9: Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.25 to $1.46. Choice Dairy Cross steers and heifers, $1.25 to $1.44. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.33 to $1.40. We had a top of $1.44.5. Choice Holstein steers, $1.20 to $1.32. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.19 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 72 to 82 We had a top of 84 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 58 to 71 The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 57 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows Cows sold from $85 to $1.20. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Coal bulls sold from $70 to $1. We had a top of $1.03. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to $250 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $60 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $300 per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, January 20th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Kettle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Kettle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. You said it's a little breezy, but it's pretty nice up there, right?
10: Well, Joe, good morning to you. Yeah, we're at 31 degrees, and it's uh, not bad, I guess, for January. But uh, we're all waiting to see how much of that other stuff we're going to get tonight and tomorrow. So I guess we'll deal with that when we get to it.
0: Absolutely. There's not much else we can do.
10: Nope. So in the meantime, we'll uh, let the folks know what happened at Equity Stratford yesterday.
0: I think that sounds like a grand idea.
10: All right, Jill, thank you and good morning everyone. A summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equities Strapford. We'll start out with the uh, cow market yesterday uh, conventional cows uh, selling yesterday mostly from uh, seventy-two up to a top of eighty-four. Those are the high yielding cows. Extreme cow extreme top of the cows this week so far is eighty-eight and a half. Most of the cows on yesterday's auction were selling between fifty-five and seventy-two. Tender cows below fifty-five. Organic market yesterday, high yielding organic cows selling from a $1 dollar to a dollar twenty. Uh, lower yielding organic cows below 95. On the bull trade now, the conventional bulls selling this week from 85 to 95. Lighter weight bulls below 85. Calf market strong so far this week. Good quality hosting bull calves 100 to 200, topping at 235 on Monday. Uh, heifer calves, uh, mostly from 30 to 80. Good quality beef calves also very strong. 175 to 350, with a top at 380 on Monday's auction. And, uh, today, uh, uh Wednesday here in Stratford will get underway this morning early with the market cattle. Of course, we'll sell market cows today. Most of our fed cattle are also sold today, so we'll get to them about 10.30 or so. Uh Sheep, hog, and goats this morning. Feeder cattle sale will start at 12.30. And uh, we do have, as part of the feeder sale today, we do have some bred beef cows. So if you folks are looking for those, that'll be part of the feeder sale again starting at 12.30. Our auction tomorrow starts at 11 o'clock with market cattle and baby calves. So... uh Jill, that's kind of how things are going here. At the Stratford are already at Wednesday, and uh, I guess the the road should be probably okay today. This snow's not coming in until tonight. Is that correct?
0: That's what they tell me,
10: okay, so anywhere from what do they say forty eight inches? yeah, I don't
0: know yeah. it is what it is you don't- but it might help with the ice that's underneath though,
10: yeah, the only problem is they'll cover the the snow will cover the ice up, and you won't know where the ice is.
0: Yeah, well, if you get enough snow, it doesn't matter anymore.
10: There you go. You'll let it pack up. So, well, anyway, Joe, you drive careful, and we'll speak to you tomorrow morning.
0: Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to do get through a few more chores, and then we're going to be doing some more markets.
2: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Then it's that time of the morning where we need to wrap up our markets. Chicago Board of Trade, corn for March, 686 up a penny and a half. Oats, 369, down two and a half cents. Soybeans up seven cents to fifteen forty-seven for March. Soybean meal four hundred eighty-four dollars a ton, up three dollars a ton, and wheat. up 4 cents for the March market. And the crude oil is up 52 cents to $80.38 a barrel. If you've noticed the uh, signs on the gas stations, it's heading upwards again. And we've got our country elevator prices: a wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, $6.31 for their corn. 1487 for soybeans at the Connorsville locations, 631 for corn and 1482 for soybeans. Golden Plump and Arcadia 659, Baldwin 643 and 1475, Durand 643 for corn and 1469 for soybeans. Mondovi 645 and 1474, Elmwood 643 and 1479 for their beans. Fall Creek. 625 for their corn and 1454 for soybeans. Osseo 648 and 1479. Elk Mound 634 for corn and 1473 for soybeans. Sparta. 6.30 and 14.68. Ellsworth, 6.14 and 14.25. Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 6.32 for corn and 14.76 for soybeans. At the Arcadia Location, 6.51 and 14.78. Ethanol Plants, Boyceville, 6.55. Stanley, 6.48. New Richmond, 6.45 for their corn. And our Dairy Markets, Barrels of Cheese, Seven oops, one seventy cheese barrels, one seventy one and three quarters up a penny, forty pound blocks, two oh two and three quarters up two and three quarters, gray AA butter, two forty one and three quarters down three quarters, and our class three milk futures, January nineteen forty eight up two pennies, February up, down a nickel to eighteen fifty four, March eighteen eighteen down eleven cents. April, 18.56, up 2 cents. And May, 18.94, down a penny. And it's downward trending through the end of the year. And our weather today, we're sitting at 32 degrees and partly cloudy. It should stay pretty steady for our weather for today and stay cloudy. Tonight, down to 27 with a storm blowing in. And uh, Mike Dandrea said... Four to seven inches of snow. And all I can say is that at least it's snow this time and not our rain and wintry mix. And that's what I have for you for the farm show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.